0: Hello, this is Joe McPhail, uh, CEO of Weequel Group, and today I'm going to be introducing uh, an old friend of mine, Eugene, who is originally from Ukraine. Um, He's an amazing guy. He's one of the oldest, closest friends that I have. Um, And I remember when I first met him, uh, this is almost 20 years ago, I think it was an amazing guy. He's one of the oldest, closest friends that I have. Sorry, one second. Um, And I remember when I first met him, uh, this is almost 20 years ago. I think it was an amazing oh, guy He was one of the oldest, closest friends that I have. Sorry. Oh, man. This so is definitely over I remember when I first met him. Sorry. We're uh, going to have to get almost rid of 20 this. 20 years ago. I think it was an amazing
1: guy he
0: was one of the oldest. Wow. That was one of the most crazy things I've ever seen. All right. I'm going to get rid of that. Hey, sorry about that. Um, We're going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right um so uh hello this is joe mcphail with Wequal group uh and today i'm going to be introducing a friend of mine eugene yakovsky um actually i sorry i don't want to three i don't, I don't want to say your name so i'll start over again um hello this is joe mcphail with Wequil group and today i'll be interviewing an old friend of mine named eugene who i met uh 19 years ago now Um, he's originally from Ukraine and immigrated to the United States. Um, and, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, but, um, I would consider him to be one of my closest friends. Um, and I can't think of a better person that I know to try to shed some light on what's happening in Ukraine, uh, right now. Um, so feel free to uh, elaborate Eugene and. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, and um, I'm just going to let you have the floor, but then I'll, I may come in here with some questions.
1: Sure, sure. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Eugene. Uh, I came to U.S. as a student. Uh, worked a little bit here for a couple of years, then immigrated to Canada, uh, now back to U.S. to work. So, But still, I have a lot of friends and family uh, back in Ukraine. So uh definitely probably ukraine is everywhere in the news right now and probably you see some images some information uh, but you know my focus would be probably more like to kind of like how it can affect uh, you because like you know in our world is, this situation is uh, it's basically it's a tragedy for for me for other my countrymen uh, no, but we live in an egoistic world right now, right? Everybody cares about himself or own country. So I would like to tell you like how it might affect the world which we live on. Uh, and you know, aside putting aside our personal tragedy which we kind of um, survive in right now, uh, or like a loss of a loss of lives, or loss of friends, it's you know, it's our personal thing. But uh, I would like to discuss uh, how it can affect you uh, in US, in Europe, whatever you live. Uh, and uh, uh, so, Joe, do you have any questions? Specific question at the moment for me, or uh,
0: questions? I, think... I mean, the specific question I would have for you is like, as so, as an American and 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 yeah. one who hasn't traveled extensively except to visit my wife's home country in China. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that what I really want to do is, is, is give you a, a platform and a voice to, to speak to people like me that, you know, may not have a good understanding of kind of what this means and you know, why it's so important, like how I can be useful. Like, I'm not sure how to be useful right now, other than calling like the one good friend that I have that's from Ukraine, and mm-hmm. trying to give them a voice. But like, what else can people do? You know, what would you tell them? Um, because I'm just going to share
1: it. Yes. Well, the uh, uh, so, so most uh, the most kind of immediate effect, uh, which will be right now. Uh, so what, what is already here already? It's uh, thousands of uh, people died. Uh, probably currently thousands of uh, refugees already on the borders. I expect there will be millions basically mostly probably western europe some of them will be able to get here if uh, you know us immigration canada immigration will allow for it in probably some quotes but uh, you can expect millions of refugees basically and uh, this war won't stop even this you know immediate effect if russia succeeds with toppling current government there will be resistance There will be you know it will last for a long time maybe in smaller scale but it's it will be ongoing conflict for a long time and probably you know you will probably see in after after it will happens that in the in the news it will show that uh, happy crowds uh, meet russian troops and so forth like uh, it was often done by occupying force especially around russian force uh, you know staged news uh, then there will be some politicians probably from probably left and right urging to restart relations with Russia and, you know, get to the, some kind of normal because we have very global agenda of climate change and other stuff. So it will be pulled to the normal situation in some time. And, you know, there will be resistance. They will be new normal. Russia will try to rewrite the history again, as it happened many times. Well and in some time, probably the world will forget about Ukraine as it forgot about Poland at some point. Finland uh, in nineteen thirty-nine, you know, until the next step, which uh, Putin will take, will uh, occupying next country. Probably it will be Georgia, Moldova, maybe Baltic countries. I bet probably Moldova and Georgia, since they are not NATO members, it will be easier to take to grab them, right? So it will be immediate kind of forecast for the next future what you can expect but the uh, the most broader implications out of the situation it's uh, it's basically collapse of the world order as it existed right now and uh, feeling of security safety in the world uh, some kind of rule of law so based on this situation i can tell that you know any uh, written agreements any memorandums, uh, they are no longer, live. you know, they're they not uh, legal, I mean, they just worth the paper they are written on, basically, uh, we can say that the world doesn't live to any agreements anymore, uh, because basically, you know, based on the situation which we had, uh, Russia signed many, many agreements uh, with Ukraine about respecting territorial integrity, recognizing the state and so forth, so basically it's gone uh, there is no any enforcement uh, there's no enforcement of uh, 1994 budapest memorandum in which uh, in which ukraine g- gave up nuclear arsenal which was the shirt in, in the world by the time uh, in 1994 in exchange of security and safety so basically this memorandum signed by uh, u.s great britain china uh basically and russia uh, it, it's basically worse. it's not worth the paper it's it was written basically it's it's any assurances it's, they have gone right there is no any enforcement there is no any any legal implications so it means uh, it's uh, we are back to wild west basically the rule of uh, most powerful uh, who has money who has military power it's, there is no anything or anybody who can stop them. Uh, any legal legal options are not available anymore. Any country who wants to survive in this world, they need to uh, pile up weaponry, pile up armies, uh, better uh, nuclear power, because you see, Ukraine gave up uh, nuclear power, nuclear arsenal, and it's basically eaten up. So, you know, it's back to to Wild West, guys. So expect that uh, all economies in the world will spend more money on unproductive military expenses, on uh, research related to weaponry of mass destruction instead of improving, you know, economic wealth and improving kind of lives of the people. Uh, There's no more globalization as it is because now basically it means that like everybody will care of themselves and i mean probably european union will be okay but the rest of the countries who are outside of these uh, treaties and agreements basically will have to survive uh, on their own and uh, take care of themselves that's kind of what what i see right now
0: For well global, i appreciate global. you sharing
1: that and mm-hmm. and
0: i'm really sorry that that you have to take time out of your day to to try to speak up for what you believe so strongly in and i support you yeah i think that that kind of gets to your point about how there's a redirection now of time and attention and capital yeah um towards this new world order yeah. given the reality on the ground and the reality on the ground is one in which now, if you are not backed by some community like NATO, yeah. uh, and you're weaker, um, then basically you're under threat. And it becomes just like what you said, it, 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 it gets back to a new world order in which uh, might makes right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, so I guess a little bit of a little bit of background here in terms of kind of coming into this, like, was this inevitable or was there like key errors on the part of 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 certain countries or leaders that like Mm -hmm. helped to make this far more likely? Um, Is there anything that could be done to try to make things better, given the reality on the ground? Like, how do you see it?
1: Yes. Uh, so, in the long term, uh, definitely, I agree. Like, I, I'm not the one, only one in this uh, discussion. Like, if you follow Garry Kasparov, uh, like uh, the chess champion refugee from Russia, I completely agree with his point of view that uh, it was all, uh, it could be avoided if the if there was leadership in the West, understanding of the problem, and and the wish, uh, desire to leadership most of all decide to take responsibility uh, not just uh, you know ignorance of the situation because my the challenge in general is uh, fundamental democracies unfortunately they have very short uh, uh horizon for leaders to act right they they live from elections to elections in us it's 4 years right even two basically if like elections to the like uh, between right so they have to live in this horizon. They're not thinking long term, right? They just want to win the next election, uh, midterms, uh, and and so forth. In contrast to democracies, like totalitarian regimes, like uh, Putin's uh, in, in Russia or in China, they they think long term, right? And uh, because they stay there forever, uh, they they can do whatever they want, basically, because in 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 developed world de- democracies nobody wants to make any confrontation and make a strong uh, robust response uh, to their actions that people like leaders in in democratic world try not to rock the boat right because any but why is movements. that? cuz they
0: haven't always done that like i mean yeah.
1: like leading into but,
0: but leading into world war
1: 2 it was definitely yeah. like that the same the same thing right because like uh, the main thing that people leaders don't want to rock the boat they want to market grow right uh, sap 500 like uh, they they want to grow the economy right It's their priority they want to grow economy and uh, you know uh, in what happened, basically, it's ignorance at that point that uh, they ignored the threats, which Putin uh, always uh, showed. Basically, what happened today, there, there were signs of it earlier. Like like if you take a history back, right? Take a look at it, and uh, take a look in 2008. There was first uh, bail. It was you uh, know uh, occupation of Georgia at that time. There was attempt uh, uh, from uh, world leaders, like at that time, French president was flying there, they agreed to the peace, uh, which basically peace agreement with Georgia, but Russia didn't follow it. And they kind of uh, carved in Georgia territories, called them Independence Republic, which actually puppet republics of Russia. Nobody enforced, you know, next time when like uh, cannon stop firing the world turned their backs to another problems. And uh, everybody forgot ab- about Georgia at the time. And, uh, you know, next, uh, after George Bush, uh, you know, came Obama, and uh, uh, there was a policy which Hillary Clinton first followed, like reset relations with Russia, right. But uh, it was a mistake at the beginning, because b- why you should reset relations with, with Russia, while Russia didn't follow the agreement, which was on Georgia, even. But then they, they decided, you know, Politikon decided to appease, appease Russia, Putin. You know, let's uh, work on big uh, global problems together. Let's cooperate, and hopefully he will change for better. That was kind of probably main line there. Let's change for better. Let's embrace Russia. Give it, uh, give Russia access to, uh, to global markets. Let's trade, let's make money together. And hopefully in the future, he get better right a KGB colonel will turn into some kind of democratic or semi-democratic ruler and so forth so it's like you know pinkish you know pony pinkish pony uh, uh, politics i would say very very uh, sounds sounds he, a little he, bit
0: like the the thinking that went into the plan for if there was a plan invading iraq and afghanistan yeah that hey if we just uh if we just share democracy and and help make some friends and show how much wealth can be created that somehow it's just going to happen yeah that uh and i think that the i don't know it's it seems like there almost needs to be some kind of organic Mm -hmm. generational transformation for that sort of cultural growth to actually happen Mm -hmm. i mean the, the whole mindset of 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 actually collaborating with your neighbors and not being fearful of people that you don't know, like this took hundreds, thousands of years to get to that point. And it's not even that way everywhere in the world, right? It's in places where there's been a lot of stability. People Mm -hmm. can afford to be more complacent, right? And it's not necessarily complacency. It's risk taking, right? Like depending on the situation, you know, you could call it complacency. You could also call it, you know, very lacks risk management because you want to take risks and that's that's the way to to do well in a developed world right in in, in, a, in a free yes. market capitalist democracy mm-hmm. right i mean okay. but that's not a mentality that people just like wake up to immediately right yeah you- i can i
1: can tell you i can tell you in this case like uh, the main problem was underestimating uh, and, and underestimation of the risk uh, and there was kind of uh, idea that, uh, you know, if, if you embrace and give opportunities to develop together, uh, like Russia will change, right? And, uh, you know, this uh, FSB colonel who before that, by the way, who ruined uh, Chechnya because like Chechnya was trying to get independence. And so basically, it was a history before, right? It didn't start it from the you know, scratch because like there were like, two Chechen war- wars, which basically in 2000. Uh, in 90s, basically, how uh, Putin came to power, right? So he had already, you know, profile. Basically, that if you read the whole the whole history, how he came into power, he came uh, there with, with a you know blood trail. And uh, the 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 challenge with uh, democracies were were un- underestimating the risks of dealing with him, because uh, this uh, this guy who came with this profile was treated as like equal he was given an opportunity he was given a place in uh, G7 G7, great economies, right, as equal as good, you know, reliable or promising kind of leader without any check and balances, right check and balance in that case was like okay, uh, Chechnya was a part of Russia, and okay the world shut the eyes, what happened then, you know, uh, basically the whole cities were wiped out but then there was an international relationship. Georgia was an independent state. And if Russia didn't follow on its uh, obligation, signed uh, this intermediary, French uh, uh, president at the time, how you can treat and give another chance while well, it wasn't follow up on this commitment. Which, so Russia gave another chance. Then there was a nice uh, boom in oil prices, right? Oil and gas was in high prices at the same time it was followed to be a scratch on democracy in Russia at the time so basically at the, during this nice time uh, Putin wrote this wave of economical growth which was purely to uh, to this raw resources prices at the time accumulated wealth economic econom- accumulated power at which he was tr- he was able to buy uh foreign leaders like schroeder former former chancellor of germany who now sits in Rosneft uh, as uh, chairman or, and Gazprom as well. He will be probably, he's nominated as a chairman in, in Gazprom right now. He, he's not only one, there are many people who are on pay tap Russian, uh, like Putin paid from the uh, oil reserve, oil you know revenues. He, he was able using this KGB uh, tools either, in most of the case, it was money, because like a lot of enormous monies, which were stolen from Russian people through, you know, accumulation, like, you know, Khodorkovsky case, Yuka's, basically, it was another bell, which was missed because basically what happened that Khodorkovsky, the owner of it was jailed. His company was uh, basically bought through the Italian uh, gas company right through Berlusconi's hands. because like Berlusconi was another Putin's friend. You know unfortunately capitals capitalists like uh, following the lenin's uh, words that you know capitalist will sell the rope on which it was hanged right so exactly this case like a uh, capital economy without checks from public uh, let putin accumulate the wealth which he spent on bribing corrupting west uh, leaders like shoulder like others like you know austrian Foreign minister who was danced uh, with him on the on her, you know, as as a bride on the wedding ceremony. There are many such uh, stories. Like there are a lot of agents of interest and influence, like uh, you experience, and also you know you have just recent history. Take another example, this Trump story, right? And his connections to to Putin and kind of unusually friendly relationship which he had, and just recently, just a few days ago, he mentioned how flattered expressions about Putin even seeing this blood on the streets and that just the like cameras.
0: makes me so sick just to be really clear so so,
1: so you see makes how, me it, sick. how it works Putin is not only you know local event Putin is a part of your life now because basically he interfered in election in U.S. squarely right? right right did anybody heard about any real real punishment economic punishment back no. then so it was Proven that any, any sanctions, anything which was able to stop, like real
0: exactly. sanctions,
1: which like pay the price, which happened after this this interference, nothing basically, happened. At that point, Every you, single US test was, against Putin yes. in the past, like six years,
0: yeah. five six years, was you yeah. can do what you want, and right. we will slap you on the wrist.
1: Every yes, single, and yeah, and the U.S. Right. basically was on the brink of the civil war, right? This January six. Uh, you know, storming of the white, uh, of the uh, sands and uh, can right. Yeah, so basically, U.S. was basically on the verge of the civil war and this 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 clear and in and, and I think obvious to everybody interest of Putin in it and help in, in through manipulation was uh, we don't know all story behind because like there is there are some uh, some investigations showing that uh, that Trump was uh, after multiple of bankruptcies was funded by uh, some Russian sourced money, some uh, businessmen, which, you know, in Russia, any big businessman has uh, FSB connection, right? So I'm sure there is very, very strong relationship between money and power here and, you know, friendly relationship. So unfortunately, what happened here that, you know, there was no proper checks and balances in in, in EU, in the US. With all these yeah. relationships, and, and there was public, you know, ignorance basically about yeah. the situation. Elite also kind of, uh, was closing the eye on the situation. So now, unfortunately, you know, you know, all these European and you know world leaders let Putin grow to such extent that yeah. now it's a it's a big problem. It's a big problem to everybody now.
0: By, well, by yeah, course, I totally agree with that.
2: At, at hey, what point well, do you think the the yeah, U.S.
0: Hey, wait, wait! Before you, before before you jump in, Janaid, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce you because Eugene, uh, uh, Eugene goes way back, and Janaid's a new friend. But dude, the guy's amazing. Um, but I and I also I think it'd be good. Like this is some heavy heavy stuff, and I, I yeah. maybe just like a little, a little bit of a uh, a uh, 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 background here just to kind of ease into it because I I feel like right now Eugene, with this, yeah, I feel like I could talk to you like every day for an hour for like the next like month. And I don't think that it would be anything close to a waste of my time. Like your understanding of these events. I remember being in the help room my sophomore year in college. I think this is 2004. And you put out those orange cones. And I'd I'd love for you to tell the story of like kind of what you've been doing as an activist um, for like, you know, the next maybe Mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes a little bit and talk about like, cause that's huge. It's a big reason why I called you up. But then I, I want you to. Um, I'm gonna let Janaid kind of take over for like the next fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes and ask some questions. I love this yes. guy. He, he he he's he's an amazing guy. Um, he's a young guy. He's twenty. He's in college, but he's mm-hmm. dude. The guy. The guy's phenomenal. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll just let you guys chat. But I would love to hear that story of 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 your activism because it really sets you apart your relentlessness man you're a freedom fighter and i love it and i love you for it go ahead
1: yes yeah, so back in 2004 there was a uh, uh, election uh, in in uh, ukraine and also it was uh, you know first year in in the states i i i couldn't stop following the results and uh, there was suspicion of uh, that uh, the election was rigged uh, because like uh, you know like it happened in belarus recently that uh, you know a lot of people they, you no, know, there was a feeling and kind of ex example uh, results showing that uh, the opposition leader uh, won the elections, but official results didn't uh, show them. So people went on the streets and um, tried to uh, to uh, to demand uh, you know re elections because, like, there were a lot of uh, examples, like there were a lot of obvious situations when there was rigging. Basically, a lot of ballots which were dropped in and kind of manipulated and so forth so uh, people went on the streets and at that point uh, uh, president of uh, ukraine who was kind of uh, had to pass the power to the new one uh he had to concede there was this discussion with uh and help this uh, uh, from european leaders to put the, the discussion this opposition leader and a uh, guy who was uh, this former president tried to put in power kind of kind of make a transfer uh by rigging the election so at that time uh under under influence and kind of uh, pressure from eu uh, he, this uh, former president was had to give up and kind of uh, let opportunity to do re-election and in the re-election the uh, the opposition leader won uh, but at that time there was also fear that putin will uh interfere uh, and there was some evidence that they were presence of uh, small uh, uh, Russian force ready to intervene. And he uh, also, there, is, there are evidence that he called multiple times to back then uh, Ukrainian president uh, offering help and demanding that uh, uh, the Russian troops came in and, uh, you know, put uh, the people out of the streets. And, you know, as it happened in Belarus right now, that, uh, you know, it should be crashed with a force. At that time uh, you know kushma back then uh, he decided to kind of go with re-election kind of concede without bloodshed in contrast to lukashenko right now but at my point uh, when i was in 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 us i was trying to to attract the attention of public to the situation to the news put some you know orange vests outside with, with a sign that uh put putin tries to to take ukraine uh, you know be aware of it try to inform the public at that point so that's what what i was trying to do also you know definitely back then i was uh, you know it was hard for me because I, I would like to be back home and kind of to to participate as much as i can but situation was critical at that point as well there was also threat of violence from the power and uh, involvement of the russian troops but back then it was luckily uh, you know this uh, it was resolved peacefully at that point and back then we have changed several uh, president uh, in a legal way After, to like except for the like uh, you know one before when again uh, yanukovych was elected uh, democratically but then after refusing to sign eu agreement he he was try he's trying uh, he was trying to crash it and turn to russia at the time people went out to the streets and there was again. Uh, at that time, there was a bloodshed on the streets, right? And after, after that, as a result, this uh, Russian troop helps help uh, uh, the East Ukraine was carved out uh, as kind of separatist separate countries, right? Which legally was accepted, right now. You know, Eugene, so kind of can of I? Uh, yeah, yeah really
2: amazing.
0: Yeah, I want, I, I want, yeah, I want Janae to jump in here, but I just want you to know, Eugene. Like first of all. Mm-hmm. You are so, you have like a wealth of knowledge that is so tremendous, but you're not going to be able to give it all in one call, man. We're certainly sure. going to do more <laughs> than one, okay? So just relax, sure. dude. You're sure. with friends, like we love you, like dude, like what you did for me. You were like help introduce me to my wife, all right? I love you, man. But uh, Janaid's going to help have a conversation, so you don't have to feel like you got to. The whole world on your shoulders.
1: So sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think it would be great if you, if you make it more life, uh, and if you ask me questions which are of interest to you. Yeah, I can tell the stories you made for a long time, which we don't have. Please. I want to know your story, man. It's just
0: like, uh, but it's such a big one. Like, there's just so much to know.
2: All right, sorry. I'll let Janae take over. I just love talking to you. I miss you, man. Eugene, it was, it was really great to hear from you. I, I, yeah, like Joe said, you really have an extreme wealth of knowledge and, and I really appreciate you sharing with us. Um, I, I'm really curious more, more about Putin and what do you think his u- ultimate goal is and, and really like, you, you know, is, will he be kind of relentless and, and at nothing to kind of to, to go after more countries? I mean, what, what do you think his ultimate goal is and, and what do you think really like, drives him in, in terms of w- what makes him happy what makes him sad mm-hmm. and like w- what is he ultimately after
1: well uh his profile uh, basically he was born during uh, after after world war ii right uh, in the family of stalinists so basically people who in russia served and followed uh, you know stalin regime basically either working for secret service Directly uh, in different ways, so it's it's well documented fact which you can read. Uh, uh, there is a book, a very good book, "A Man Without Face," uh, by uh, by one of the Russian refugees, uh, Masha. Guessing, I think, uh, I I recommend to read to to know more about his profile in terms of history, how he came to power, his childhood years, which kind of formed his life. He basically he he lived on the you know, in the slow version, slow,
0: Slow. Eugene, slow, slow version, dude, we're totally having you on for like a whole series, because I, but this is so important. I love Janaid's question, like, the slow long form, if you will, for for Putin, because that's what everybody wants to know right now, they have no clue who this guy is. And he's not (laughs) acting in a way that makes sense in terms of like, the impact Mm -hmm. to the global economy. Like, is the guy like, yeah, what's his utility function?
1: Slow version, long form. Yes. Eugene. Yes. So uh, you know, for for more information about his uh, young years and like his history, I recommend this book, uh, 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 which was published uh, probably five years or so by uh, you know Man Without Face, uh, Masha Gessen, I think. Uh, but uh, I would say he he driven by the same utility as as uh, driven by Korean dictator. Uh, or you know Stalin before, uh, or uh, you know probably Ch- current uh, China chairman, uh, which is basically staying power, power, and uh, as much power as possible. Let me, uh, since it's not de- let me
2: ask a specific question because I, I think it'd be, it'd be yeah. helpful because you know Putin is you know he's he's got a lot of money. He's really not after it for to enrich himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, He's kind of, he's getting older, right? I think he's in his, his 70s, if I'm correct. Um, yes. Is he doing this because he feels like it's, it's patriotic to Russia and he, mm-hmm. he's trying to live out something that, that, that happened earlier in Russia's history? Or, or What is his ultimate motivation, really, do you think?
1: There are several motivations. First one, uh, in order to stay in power, right, uh, any totalitarian regime needs to have enemies, right? Uh, need to have a reason for existence. Uh, to explain to their citizens right why he need to be uh, to stay without elections for a long time he need to have a reason and this reason uh, should be uh, in contrast to uh, like regular democracy the reason is uh, uh, fighting the enemies you know which surrounded your country and uh, i'm only one person who can do it right so that's right. that's the main reason. Right. And, and and he is, has messiah kind of opinion that you know, he, he is uh, sorry about falling off the Soviet Union, uh, you know, Russian Empire before he need to put it, you know, put a legacy after him, collect all these pieces together. Uh, but, you know, if you recall what, what, what made the Russian Empire, it included not only Ukraine, it includes uh, Finland, it includes Poland, right? Before it included Alaska, right, uh, which was uh, sold for, you know, bribing senators in u.s but it was also part of russian empire big and strong and uh, everybody feared of it back then right and he was the same he must have respect which is basically respecting the words of the kgb colonel uh fear first of all he he doesn't recognize any equal relationship the relationship either you know clients relationship right dominion uh, I'm driving. I'm controlling the situation. You uh, is kind of in you know, a Byzantine empire, basically. That I'm ahead and uh, you're nothing. Basically, you need to comply. Uh, there's no any other choice. There's no alternatives. Uh, it's uh, it's either either you, are a client of mine, or you have to go. It's not that no other choice. So he he is driven by this uh, messian kind of uh, Motivation to re- kind of put back Russia, Great Russia, back, uh, uh, you know, back to the historical borders, which uh, you know he decided where it goes and where it stays, right? And to leave a legacy of uh, such, you know, collector of the t- Russian tsars, which collects uh, lands together. That's, right. Kind of thing. Another thing is kind of in order to stay in power, right? as I mentioned he need to put motivation he should put a reason why there shouldn't be any other option for the society to ask for him only right right uh, and uh, there should be only reason is uh, either internal or external enemies and that's kind of his showing that I am only the person who can provide security to Russian people uh, safety from uh, external and internal uh, elements like a war uh, like you know, opposition, a, a basically. That's kind of, right. his, he, he crushed first uh, all Russian opposition, which either was killed, was Boris Nemtsov, or like part of escaped outside of it. There is no any opposition in Russia whatsoever. Everything is crushed. Everything is controlled. There is no any opposition parties. All parties in Russia, they are under control of B. There is no any opposition there. What What do you think Putin is is afraid of? afraid democracy democracy and also loss of power because he knows if he lose power he will be uh, in court uh, you know he he likely will be in prison and uh, i don't know he already made so many things that you know hack tribunal it's like uh, it's it will be for several cases uh, right which is there he he's only guarantee it's staying in power you know uh, you, yeah yeah, in order to, that. to 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 be on, you know, enjoy his life, enjoy his, uh, you know, money and wealth, in these multiple palaces, uh, he he needs to stay in power. Otherwise, uh, you know, he's at be, risk of,
2: of going. Yeah, yeah. A
1: revolution may be violent death, basically, as it happened to Muammar Gaddafi in Libya and other countries like uh, if it happens, that's oh. kind of he's afraid of.
2: Given that, like, what, what do you make of the riots in uh, Moscow and, and across Russia going on in, in relation to that? Uh,
1: it, it's nothing. You can, uh, it's insignificant, basically. You know, yesterday I was in, uh, on the protest in San Francisco. It was uh, like more than 1,000 people here in San Francisco. You know, uh, in, one, uh, in one San Francisco, uh, I'm looking about uh, any other places in the U.S. While in, in St. Petersburg, in Moscow, there was like you know, a few hundreds and you know moscow is more than 12 million people Uh, petersburg is also saint petersburg is also a big big city much more than uh, san francisco and there was uh you know hardly a few hundred people there so it's it's in russian terms it's nothing and it's insignificant they basically you know they crashed it with police and it's basically tomorrow they can say nothing happened it's it's in in uh, in russian terms in, it's it's insignificant an event which won't change
2: anything, and it doesn't change anything. Do you, for, so for Putin to be challenged. Do you think it will be? I mean, it, it seems like Western nations have have very little power. You know, mm-hmm. particularly the U.S. Given that you know we generally don't have a lot of, and, and Europe also, right? We rely heavily on Russia for energy. Uh, yeah. Do you think that Putin will be challenged from from the West or or from an internal revolution?
1: No, uh, unfortunately, internal revolution uh, only possible if if there will be economical struggle, uh, economical struggle, or uh, another option like if it will be successful example of democratic uh, development. Like that's he, that's why another reason why he crashed Ukraine, because it's always uh, if it grew and it prospered, uh, it would be a bad example for Russians because it's showing that there is alternative. He he would, he shows there is no alternative to him in Russia, right. so he want, he needs to crush any any potentially good examples of democratic development of the former Soviet uh, republics. So it's it's only through economics, through the bullets of the people, if they will be struggle to buy you know eggs and bread in Russia as it happened in uh, after Perestroika in the stroika nineties, and uh, it's only will be a trigger to take him out. If it can trigger the mass protest, the rest nothing, nothing will work. So in this case, everything. The challenge with Europe. It's they were always options, and uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, democracies chose the easy way. You know, uh, you, Putin basically corrupted Europe with cheap, cheap gas and oil. Corrupted, yep. basically. And Europe is just, just uh, you know, gave up and kind of uh, let, let, let it bribe. Let's corrupt this uh, oil and gas, which are cheap, you know, without thinking about any situations and like, you know, having this bloody history, you know, this, this created this dependency, right, which it's not overnight, right? It's he invested in this dependency over, over tens of years through this of influence through money from oil and gas making decisions, like I mentioned to you, Schroeder was one of them. I'm sure the people who were uh, in uh, Angela Merkel's uh, cabinet making decisions, which are so complacent to what he did before, talking about French president, which Macron, who was kind of as a puppet going back and forth and uh, making Ukrainian people pay uh, you know, for any wish Putin has, trying to ban. So it's, it's all because of money. Money and influence through economy, and you know, right? It should, if if it was uh, like you know, yes, we always say it should be some leadership from the West, like uh, of the scale of Winston Churchill, who who had to stay, who had, who had to lead the world leaders and, stay, and say stop. We need to stop. We need to change direction, policy, and uh, you know, make corrections. Unfortunately, you know, everybody in the democratic world thinking about, you know, uh, periods before elections, they were thinking about these nice, cheap uh, resources. You're, com- which, uh, you're completely of... right about Churchill, man.
0: That is exactly yeah. what happened for years. He was ignored. He kept talking about Adolf Hitler. He kept saying you can't negotiate with this guy. And yeah. every single time he was shut down and marginalized until yeah. the invasion of Poland. And then yeah, it was Munich. like finally, yeah.
1: finally. Yeah. Munich, Munich. Uh, kind of everybody thinking about Munich uh, Agreement, right? In 1939, which is basically it happened like a, a, according to this agreement, uh, Czechoslovakia was split, right? And it, it was even before Poland happened, right? Chamberlain from uh, naval Chamberlain from U- from UK, and another was uh, uh, French prime minister who signed this agreement. Let Hitler grow further. So basically, we live in this situation over and over again, because uh, there was no there is no leadership who can say stop and uh, and let's uh, let's match uh, the action versus nice words. And, you know, should they should be understanding there is no free lunch. Right. Uh, I know it's probably Margaret touch of that. Right. There is no free lunch. Right. If you if you let you corrupt and, you know, shut your eyes on something, you eventually will pay you'll pay anyway, but you'll pay a high price. What happened today? It's some like over many administrations, starting from George Bush, Bush in like this situation with Georgia, Obama administration, this uh, uh, reset relationship with Russia policy. Then, uh, you know, and afterwards, and it's all a result of it, right? Uh, ignorance, hypocrisy and like short term goals. They they resulted in such a way that stakes now are much higher than it would be, you know, to sort it out uh, back in two thousand eight, and follow up on this uh, agreement on, uh, you know, Georgia back then in two thousand four. Uh, sorry, two thousand eight, right? Nobody followed up. Uh, it was kind of the situation also another situation with any news, use uh, in in fortunate democratic world that, you know, it stays for some time, then it switch of attention. And uh, uh, it's it it's a different different topic, different situation. So,
2: so Eugene, today, yeah. What is what your view on on China and, and China's role in this conflict? Do you think it's it's such a sure bet that China is going to side with Russia and and, mm-hmm. and support Russia, or and what's your general view on that?
0: Yeah, hang on. I want to add some color to that. Uh, so. Hey, Eugene, I, I can hear some background noise. You want to put yourself on mute for a second?
1: Yes, yeah, so I just hey, had to, to change the room. Yeah, yeah no, uh, no, no, that's totally cool.
0: I, I want to share a little bit of background on Junaid's question. That's a really good question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at this right now, and, and our whole team has been all over this for, like, well, a, a long time, actually. Was, this, was, this was playing into our newsletters going back to the first one. Uh, we were referencing the Russia... Initiative uh, to uh, the 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 mobilization. We were quoting Peter Zeihan, uh, Ray Dalio. Like we we're seeing the pawns line up, and to me, I look at what Putin did, and if I'm just going to think from a from a perspective of like uh, game theory, and given what you said about what he wants, he wants power, right? He wants to to help the, the or he wants the Russian people to feel like there's only one way out. And that's his way, as, as the strong man, the strong man, right? And if you look at the the, the calculation, it looks like a, it was a very calculated risk to me. It looks like because of this commodity shock that's coming, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm 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 preparing for it. We're talking about nat gas. 80 percent of the nat gas consumed by Europe comes from Russia. You know, wheat is like been a major export to the Middle East, which is likely to get shut down to some degree with all the supply chain disruptions, impacts to, to, to nickel and, and, and low-grade steel. I mean, across the board as a commodity producer, Russia is basically going to, it seems like if they play their cards right, if Putin plays his cards right, he's actually setting himself up as long as he has a relationship with China that's so good that he can count on being able to export and grow the 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 russian economy to prevent the local people of russia from feeling as though they're they're uh you know in 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 such dire straits that they need to rise up and rebel right that's a huge risk right it's not going to come from biden at least it doesn't seem like that it's not going to come from europe at least it doesn't seem like that right it's not going to come from south korea or japan right it's not going to so 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 who's it going to come from it's probably going to come from internally with the people. And so the relationship between Russia and China seems absolutely critical. So like, what is, what are your views on that? What do you, how do you see Putin's relation uh, with Xi, who is also clearly a dictator? I'm going to be really clear about that. He is a dictator. He's not a president. Like, tell me what you think.
1: Yes. And also I would expand it uh, to BRIC, right? No, you know, it's organization of Brazil, Russia, uh, India and China. If you notice as well, that India is also kind of uh, staying a little bit outside, didn't express any support to Ukraine Uh, recently. Brazilian, uh, also authoritarian guy, uh, Bolsonaro visited uh, Putin, right? Expressing his support. So these guys, uh, Putin was trying to create own acts, right, of of allies uh, to oppose the developed countries. And so far, they kind of following him, they, it's he, he was capable, able to create a political camp, right for himself over lies, India, unfortunately, sorry, guys, if there are Indians here, you can demand a stronger action on the on India side, but I haven't heard any, any support from India. So, create, so, you, so you don't, don't you don't need to worry about upsetting people. This is part of yeah. local group. We don't believe in yeah.
0: censorship. We and don't I, believe in. And, and, and we believe in charitable interpretation. You're not trying to right. say anything bad about any in particular person. Yes, You know, you're, you're trying to describe reality as you see it. Yeah. And so I just want you to do so freely and you don't have to worry about anybody, certainly from our camp. If somebody wants to waste their time criticizing you,
1: right. then
0: that's just reality because
1: these are yes. tough challenges.
0: Right. But I want you
1: to speak your mind and I want you to be unafraid. Yes, and uh, so the main message would I say? Yes, definitely. uh, uh, Russia is a big gas station, right? Uh, Which doesn't have anything else. But the challenge uh, uh, that people should understand—not only governments and only like people, common peoples like we—are that not everything measured in profits, right? Not not everything measured in extra money. uh, In order to get something, you have to pay and uh uh, you know in order to deal with russia you have to pay more more at the gas pump probably right Uh, if if you want if you want to push back if you don't want okay you can pay uh you know cheap gas uh, oil like you know germans pay and enjoy the ride but the problem is that uh the the, if you don't pay uh, there is always a price there will be always a bill to pay but it will be higher in the long term. Because, you know, what happened, right, if, if there was no checks at that moment, right, and uh, limits on selling gas and oil and restrictions on, on Russia, and uh, common understanding that, you know, societies should should move on it and act on it, like, you know, during the Cold War, that it should be made something like, you know, should, you should, you should think uh, not only about prices and profits at the moment, but price of human life price of uh, uh, major disruptions in the long term sufferings which uh, you know eventually we will pay and unfortunately unfortunately uh, capitalist economy democracy, as I mentioned they think short term short profit you now we enjoying this life we enjoy profits on you know ch- cheap gas and oil uh, we enjoy growth right now but at the same time we ignoring that uh, we are you know b- revenues of this growth goes to the monster who is growing and eventually will you know try to hand you on the money which he gets from you right so unfortunately uh, this this prospect is was lost right that dealing with such dictators yeah. and unfortunately even like in case of china i'm also thinking about like even after 10 and may square right uh, it was the same the same uh, logic from the west why the West concede it and start trading with China at full extent after Tiananmen Square you had the West had a good example like that what happens to the to the people in China that uh, you know any opposition is crashed bloodily so why you concede for your profits to trade with such dictators and now I I'm the challenge is that China is the next Putin right now right now you have not only one putin you have two putin space potentially even, even more powerful one because you with the west make it grow make it grow up to the point which you can't ignore anymore right and yeah you know today today is Putin with ukraine After tomorrow, tomorrow china will do the same with taiwan and who knows where when where it will go further right but check check in, in 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 a year let's check let's check in a year. Uh, T- T- i'm not gonna been...
0: wait a year i'm trying to get ahead
1: of things man hey yeah
0: so uh yeah. Janade has to junaid has to go but i i really appreciate him coming on
2: He's yeah thank you so guy. much Eugene. It was, it was great to hear your perspective like you have so much sure. insight it's really valuable yes. to yes you.
1: if you have a few few minutes right now so oh, uh, i got I, no i got time I,
0: i'm gonna stick around here because i well one i miss you i miss thomas here in your voice but uh <laughs> but I'm going to take over I I feel like a lot of what you're talking about actually rings with some of the history from like pre World War I like basically you had more uh foreign trade uh in, in 1913 uh than you did pretty much at any time in in the history of 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 human beings like recorded history at least right and uh like, it, the, the capitalists were looking at the situation at the time saying, there's no way, there's no way, like, you're not going to let these series of treaties between all these countries in Europe, like, that's not going to get in the way of, of, of growth, of capitalism, of all the wonderful things that are happening. And of course, you know, it totally blew up, right. But the belief on the ground from people that were creating value was, you can't destroy this, it's too good.
1: Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. It's unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, it's a question of ethics, a, qu- a question of morality, uh, that's unfortunately when people chasing just profits, uh, you know, there are opposites to, to, to just, you know, uh, make money, uh, and, you know, make money, with make anybody, money. Like, yeah, and make profits, right, uh, and cheap cheap uh, resources yeah and, uh, well yeah i mean i, r- I run a startup then,
0: incubator and a hedge fund so i mean i'm over yeah. here making money you know yeah. like yeah i and like
1: this i yeah, yeah but you know you you can't uh, make money with the mafia right that's that's a problem what what west did with uh, with russia you, you you were dealing with mafia basically it's there are multiple researches showing that even putin grew up with close connection to the mafia and, and connection to the. Criminal world. What is case. what is mafia?
0: So just to be mm-hmm. clear, like people throw around terms, and like one thing I loved about talking about you is that you define things very precisely, right? And so Again, like somebody uh, somebody listen. Or, yeah, yeah or, or, go ahead.
1: Organ, organized crime, organized crime of of large scale. Basically, when right. you have uh, relationships which are uh, tied on blood, sometimes uh, and of kill people or kind of some illegal operations with, uh, related to. Some kind of uh, like the history of Putin, which basically started in in Saint Petersburg during nineteen nineties, when he was a uh, uh, kind of a person responsible for humanitarian aid in the in the Saint Petersburg, and there are a lot of evidence that he made money on the humanitarian aid, like uh, food for poor and like at that time, collapsing economy, like uh, he made first money there. So and had connections to you know organized crime back th- back then. And still have, and uh, the whole yeah, relationship at so this large business yeah. is kind of reminds the same kind of relationship. If you take uh, big uh, uh, Russian uh, uh, oligarchs like Abramovich, Uznayev, uh, and others, uh, they are loyal. So basically, they are not completely independent of making decisions. They're part decisions. of. They're 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 all
0: about the Godfather.
1: Yeah. Yes. No, I yes. got gotcha. So bullets his words, So basically. let me let
0: me try to define terms even more precisely. So when you talk about crime, what you really mean is people that are not creating value, they're stealing it.
1: Well, you can say that mafia creates something right, it's based on the relationship and kind of buying and selling something. But the challenge is like, usually it's a legal activity, right inside that uh, it was uh, here. Uh, like uh, selling by an alcohol, like Al Capone did, like during prohibition era, right? Or related to some drugs or some legal activity. Okay, yeah,
0: sure. Okay, so elila yeah, I would say it, it, you could actually say that some crime lords through history were actually creating value, like like Al Capone. I mean, you weren't going to stop the alcohol trade, right? So it was kind of like yeah. the marijuana companies coming in over the past like decade yeah, it was technically illegal. Technically, it still is at the federal level. But they also were creating value because they had a product that that doesn't, you know, kill people as much as like cigarettes and alcohol. They enjoy it, right? We're invested in some marijuana stocks, you know, for example. Um, But there's a difference, I think, with Putin. I think that the distinction here is that not only is it organized crime, but I want to be really clear about how I define crime is that you're taking your stealing value instead of trying to create value that's what i see i see i see stealing value by creating artificially high commodity prices i see stealing value by trying to steal territory Mm -hmm. i see stealing value by trying to threaten uh, and manipulate your way into relationships instead of of having relationships with people at arm's length where you see mutually beneficial outcomes like that's what i define as value creation i see putin as being a, just a pure criminal
1: yeah he, he he started like a small small level criminal like a, for example distributing kind of selling humanitarian aid which came for free from west for money in, inside of russia right making money on it and grew up uh, uh, to like uh, uh, thinking like thinking like uh, to operations using power like uh, yukas case like the case right i mentioned basically it was prosperous productive uh, oil company and basically he was using uh, his power uh, state power he basically put the owner in jail uh, and the whole corporation which functioned profitably efficiently was uh, again kind of taken in state and like state it means like his friends Ownership, right? So right. it's a state. Ab- it's
0: a state or it's organized crime. Abused, at the state
1: level. He abused power basically because there was no free and uh, you know uh, fair uh, court decision. Right, uh, like this case was fabricated. Right, the whole uh, case of yukas and uh, the lawyer who was kind of showing that basically uh, the, the the company was used to. Then eventually during the process. For uh, uh, for the cleaning the money, basically stealing from the state itself. So basically, they took the company, and then using its name, they were using they kind of taking money from the from the state. Uh, like there is like a VAT tax return, for example, right? When the company is uh, exporting something, it should receive VAT reimbursement from the state. So they used this company as a shell to take it. So basically, they make money twice. They expropriated the company itself, these assets, and then they, they stole from from the budget, from the state budget, this VAT returns and put it in their, you know, accounts in the Switzerland, basically that belong to, you know, right people. So it's, 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 it's a network and it's, it's abuse of power, uh, which was related to taking the money from the state budget, appropriating the resources, which belong to other people and uh, you can say now that in in russia all large business somehow related to to the top level they're sharing this top so it's it's kind of it's a godfather approach right you you always if you want to have a business high level any any significant business in russia you have to have connection to the top otherwise no any business no any business in russia uh, without connection so it's Kind of nutshells, but the challenge is like I have uh, like probably 15 more minutes. Uh, If maybe Joe, if you have any questions from the public, which I don't see, maybe you can read to me, and I'll try to answer. Maybe so it would be of interest to other people. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's here's what I
0: think we can do. So uh, like the original link I sent out um, on YouTube got broken because we had some some technical issues there, but uh, we're gonna put this up on Spotify. Uh, we're going to share it all over the metaverse. Uh, and then I'd love to have you um, back on here on Clubhouse. I think this works great. Uh, and basically, I'd really love to have me, you know, some other people on the, in our team, even some parents at Weeples School, I think would be very interested
1: to know your perspective uh, on these things. So, can you hear me? Yes, I do. But the, the challenge, I'm just afraid that, you know, if I jump off of this uh, channel, which we worked so hard to maintain, I may not no, be on the other channel. No, 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 it's fine. So you, you, yeah, you don't have to worry about
0: that. I, it's uh, There's there's so much there. You're uh, like Even before I called you, I mean, I knew that you were passionate uh, about this. I knew that it was something that you had been working hard to try to support Ukrainian freedom and independence for... You know, probably before we met, so probably twenty years plus. And you know, you're incredibly knowledgeable about the space, uh, and so you're you're a rare gem. You're a rare, rare gem right now of of real information about reality and a reality that's really important to everybody. Uh, so I I want to. Uh, follow back up with you just as soon as you're free. Continue the conversation um, after uh, we can share this on Spotify and and, and get some uh, some questions and thoughts from folks. And yeah, I, I I would imagine this moving into a question answer where you're basically just you know humbly sh- you know sharing your your opinion. Um, but I I consider your opinion to be extremely important. Uh, because you are so thoughtful, uh, because you do care so much, um, because you are a close personal friend of mine, going back more than half my life. Um,
1: so how does that sound? Sounds good. Yes, yes. Let me know what, what are the questions. And while, while yeah. we are waiting. While waiting, uh, I would like to everybody to uh, look for the ways to help uh, uh, Ukrainian refugees or Ukrainian army. If you go to Facebook, uh, you can find uh, probably Twitter as well. There are a lot of information how you can uh, help with your money to National Bank of Ukraine. Uh, open the direct uh, accounts, which you can uh, you know, deposit your money, like a you know, few, few bucks here and there. It will help right now because uh, Ukrainian uh, currency collapsed right now. You know, basically, Ukrainian state is in verge of existence uh it will be a need for uh, money for refugees as I mentioned I expect there will be millions of refugees around the world from Ukraine and uh, all of them will will be requiring help uh with the yeah with funds to help them out and also for resistance
0: sounds good so we'll include all that information in the description uh on Spotify uh so I think we can close this out for tonight, but um, Eugene, uh, hopefully the first of uh, several, if not more talks, uh, you have so much to share, and I want to give you a platform and a voice to do it. So, rock and roll, brother.